Hello and welcome to the Sport for Business podcast. I'm your host, Rob Hartnett, and in today's 55th episode of the podcast, we are diving into the world of football with Tony Doyle from Wexford FC. I suppose the first year was funny because I kind of knew nothing about a football club. Mm. And I suppose I just needed to understand how everything works. So I went from dishing out the food to the players to blowing the grass off the pitch or whatever. And yeah. I just got involved. So, you know, to just try and understand it first, really. So every element of it. And uh, I know I'm enjoying it. Like, and look, it's like anything. If you surround yourself with good people, it makes life so much easier. We are on the cusp of the start of the 2024 SSE Tricity League of Ireland season and this is the first in a series of interviews looking at where the league is and where it is going. Our Sport for Business football coverage is in partnership with Sky where you will find the best of sport every day and night of the week. Wexford FC competes in the men's first and the women's premier division. They are continually developing a closer identity and relationship with their community in the southeast. They have a progressive approach to commercial partnerships as well, with Campion Insurance and Energia among the sport for business brands that are backing their ambition. So I'm delighted now to be joined by Tony Doyle, the chair of Wexford FC. We're only a couple of weeks out from the start of the 2024 SSE Tricity League of Ireland. You're very welcome to Sport for Business, Tony. Hello, Rob. Thank you very much. Tell us a little bit. For listeners who aren't as familiar with the League of Ireland, give us a 10-cent tour of Wexford and the way that the club has developed. Founded into it's so relatively new and, you know, with fielding a team in the in the, the SC Atricity First Division and in the Women's Premier Division and underage structures in there as well. So, so tell us a little bit about where the club came from and where it is at the moment. Yes, as you said, Rob, the club was established in 2007. I suppose it was it was built around the uh, a young team, which were the, the the Wexford youths came from originally, and um, I suppose then it it it, it rebranded in 2007. Uh, and I suppose you know a lot of the you know it's a tough it was tough for people because I think you know in in League of Ireland unless you've got a kind of a commercial driven base. It's very difficult to to compete with any any of the other teams. So, you know, whilst the guys that did a great job, uh, it, it, you know, clearly it just needed new direction. And as I said, so in what was it, July twenty two, I became involved, and so I became in a CEO. And I suppose the first thing I needed to do was to create a, a new board and a new management team, rebrand the club. The reasoning for that was, you know, just give it a fresh start. I think the it needed a greater association uh, with with the county. I suppose you know, being a Wexford team, I felt you know it needed the purple and gold. It needed the link with with the with with the with the junior league clubs. So you know, we did that. I suppose where we came from is I suppose prior to COVID, I think we were getting an average of about hundred and forty people at a match. That last year averaged seven fifty eight hundred a match. So it's it's great progress. I think we had for our first game of the season, which was a derby. To be fair, we had two thousand people, which was fantastic. So, yeah. So really, then, I suppose one of the first things was I suppose it you know it 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 needed investment in the facilities because they were they were they were quite poor. To be fair, we got 
help, a great help from from a number of contractors. Michael Bennett, Cara Paving, they came in and basically rehashed the ground for us. So we spent a lot of money improving it. And, and, and you know, people, the great thing was, I suppose, when people came back for the start of last season, they could clearly see, oh, my God, there's, there's big improvements here. This is great. Um, and we we obviously look to improve the whole match day experience, you know, having the, the proper facilities for uh, coffees and food and, and the like. So, yeah, so look, there's a, there's, I, I could talk for, for days on this one. There's, there's quite a lot involved, but look, that was it. Well, yeah. like it is, it's those, it's those things around the football team that do matter to fans because we live in a world now where we're used to a certain level of experience and, you know, many of the facilities of old in the League of Ireland just wouldn't have matched up to that. Whereas now there is investment going in, you know, it's at different levels, but everybody is trying to make some degree of improvement. Now, Ferry Carrick Park is, is not the easiest to get to, but once you get there, having that sort of good match day experience does add to it. And look, proof is in the numbers there if you've gone from 140 to 7. It was a good campaign last year, didn't quite make it through in the playoffs, losing to, to Cove Ramblers. Was that disappointing or where are you on the sort of the plan, the long-term plan for the club? Is there some ways in which it might prove to be a blessing to actually get one more year of building in the first division? Well, I probably, I, I, I'm on blood pressure tablets, Rob, and I'd say I might have needed an extra supply uh, had we gone up. Because look, I, to be fair, the club wasn't ready to go up. So, I mean, you know, basically the plan was kind of three, four year plan to get promoted. I suppose getting to where we got to last year, okay, we invested in the team and Great management team led by by James Keddy, highly respected football man, and I suppose you know they achieved more than than we really expected them. We hoped, but we at the same time they they, they you know they, they did a fantastic job. So as I said, look, you know we're we're now being seen as a serious football club in in, in League One, which I think to be honest with you, that's. No, that that's fantastic for me. We're not no longer bottom of the table or second from bottom, and you know that I think there's you know the feedback I'm getting there's there's a lot of respect for for the club now and what we're doing and and how we're progressing, and and that kind of keeps you going to be honest with you. So it's it wasn't it wasn't about the promotion. It was just the satisfaction thinking you know even after that we were all disappointed, and I met all the team as they walked off the pitch, and and they were you know they're all very disappointed. And I just said to them, lads, hold your head up. You know it, it was a fantastic year. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, good that the men's team is kind of catching up to the women's because the women's has had a degree more excess success across the across the years. And, you know, last year again, you know, if you look at there being two tiers in that women's premier division, you're very much in the top tier. It might have been, you know, towards the, the bottom of that finishing sixth or seventh or wherever it was. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, there's a there's a really strong base there and there's been a bit more success. How closely do the two sides actually work together in terms of providing a single Wexford face to the public? Uh, in a nutshell, they didn't. There was, you know, I think very much there were two separate clubs, to be quite frank. Wexford women did their own thing and 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 Wexford FC did their own thing. And I suppose it was one of the first things that that I kind of needed to address. And and the chairman of of the women's side, Alan Brown, who's who's on the main board, you know, has 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 been a fantastic fantastic help in 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 merging the two. And 
So we, I sat down with Alan and we discussed it and, and we both agreed that ultimately this is where we need to get to. And you know, we've we've great buy-in and, you know, the, the women's side, and I'm not just saying this, is equally as important as the men's. It's one club. The board consists of, of, of you know, two from the women's side. Uh, there's now three from the men's side and, 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 and I'm the, the chair. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's working really well. And, and I think, you know, it, it is really important that I think in a lot of clubs, the women's game is growing massively, but it still needs support from the men's side. And mm. um, because it's more established and it has bigger crowds. And I think we all need to support the women's side with us. I suppose the women were, they've, 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 they've been fantastic. Uh, some teams get sixth in the Premier and think, oh, we've had a decent season. Our guys were were distraught. So, like, there's been a lot of work put in, and I I seriously expect you to see that the Wexford FC women team will be will be challenging this year. Yeah, that's great to great to hear and great and great to see, and and it's not an idle boast because you can definitely see it even over the course of last season. Like it was, it's a, it's a very competitive division that, and 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 you're right there in the mix. Talk to me a little bit about the commercials because we hear a lot about the you know the growth of the league and it's been very evident over the last number of years in terms of a growth in attendance in terms of the growth in in interest the growth of you know SSE Atricity's input into it as well as everything that the FAI has been doing Bank of Ireland on board as an associate sponsor as well there's there's a lot of really good news stuff which is happening in there but from a club perspective that's all well and good at a certain level but I'm guessing that everything is local when it comes to the club, when it comes to reaching out for sponsors and commercial partners. So how have you found that? Yeah, look, I mean, without money, you can do nothing. So, I mean, you know, I suppose I was very lucky coming from my pre- previous background. I, I built some great relationships on the, on the commercial side and we were lucky. We brought in Campions, the Talbot Hotel Group, which is part of the Petit family, Petit, Petit Supermarkets. They, 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 that gave us a really great kickstart. We're speaking to a, a national company tomorrow. I, I am at nine o'clock looking to come in potentially as another major sponsor and uh, another one the following week. And, you know, I think the, the commercials they're, they're obviously vital and and you know it's 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 a mixture of it so it's not just you know getting in the main headline sponsors it's about you know selling the signage for the pitches it's about it's it's about i suppose getting involved in the community and i think when sponsors see that you're doing the right thing so like we developed we've done a lot of work around the football social responsibility um, and, you know, you speak to people and say, look, we're, we're looking for a bit of support on this. And they say, you know, so we started wheelchair football and uh, a number of other pieces. And I think that all helps will help with clubs, I suppose, attractiveness to, to sponsors where because, you know, I've had people have said to me, well, look, I, I don't really I'm, I'm too busy. I don't want I don't want to advertise. But, you know, I want to give a bit back. So I, I, I'd love to support the, the, the social responsibility project. So. That's that's been very very encouraging. So it, it, I suppose it's like anything. I suppose you just need to have the right people. You know, we 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 now have a, a good commercial team, and I suppose look, we're in we're in pretty good shape. We land a few of these deals over the next week, and we've probably hit, you know, the fifty percent of our budget of our plan. Brilliant. Well. You'll be able to read all about them as they uh, as they get signed and as the ink dries on uh, on, on sport for business. Mm-hmm. You've got a 
look to the future as well. And you've got a strong focus there on the academy and the underage structures. And it was one of the good news stories of the, the first month of 2024 when you secured the investment, the philanthropic investment from the from the US. There's been a lot of US investment coming into clubs, but in part it's been, you know, as part of multi-club models like we've seen in Treaty United and Andrada, whereas yours is philanthropic and it's from a uh, one, of, one of the boys of Wexford anyway, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it is different because I think what you ha- the situation you have here is you have Podge and, his, his, you know, his brother Jack and they're passionate football people, very proud Wexford men. And, you know, it was very much, you know, we don't want, you know, get sponsors for your academy. We don't want we don't want our names on your jerseys. You know, you go and do that separately. You know, we want to get involved and we want to help. And I suppose the ambition from day one when 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 I brought John Godkin in, who's who's our head of football and everyone down here and most football people around the country know John, I suppose the, our main focus was actually the academy. And and, and it has to be because, you know, there's, there was so many Wexford kids playing League of Ireland football outside of Wexford. So we really needed to up our game and, and you know, have the best quality coaches, improve the facilities, etc. I mean, we've Caelan Hartnett, who signed a two year deal. Uh, recently, uh, he played last week with the first team, the two Sherlock brothers, Darren Harry re-signed back to Wexford and O'Shea McDonough signed from Shamrock Rovers. And, as you know, O'Shea is in the under-16 squad for the Irish team. And so it's it's great to see that this quality player want to come back to Wexford because they can see that, well, actually, you know, these guys are serious and it's really professionally run and um, still making mistakes, as we all do. And but we're learning. And, and I suppose the investment... Um, from Stafford's is massive because I suppose what it does is it allows us to basically put in structures, have a full-time role, I suppose, you know, strength conditioning, coaching, you know, there's, there's so much more we can do where I think a lot of League of Ireland clubs, it's a struggle to be fair because, you know, you get in your funding and, uh, you know, your, 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 UEFA funding and, and 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 FAI funding and it's 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 not enough. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like it's just not enough to do what we need to do. And where where this investment basically will bring us to a completely different level. Yeah, and make it attractive so that you'll have kids from all around the rest of the country that are coming to Wexford as opposed to the other way around. Nice that it's yeah. nice that one of them should have the the Hartnett surname as well. No relation, I'm afraid. That I can't, right. yeah, can't yeah, make claim yeah. to that. Speaking yeah. of of relations and names, I know Doyle is a very popular name down around uh, Wexford, but Kevin, no relation, I guess. No, no relation. No, no. I've met Kevin a number of times. Super guy. He he was involved with their with our partnership with Reading. As you know, famous, yeah. very popular Reading player. And uh, yeah, so I know Kevin is very supportive of the club. Yeah. And that partnership continues as well. So the, you know, the Stafford investment from a philanthropic point of view, that wasn't to displace uh, any relationship with Reading. There's, that's still very much part of the plan. Very much part of the plan. And we went over and visited Reading. I mean, their academy is... I don't have the correct phrase for you now, but it's 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 Premier League standard. It's it's mm-hmm. it was we we were blown away by it. So we've already sent over our under seventeens to them to Reading, and we've had a number of players who stayed for an extra number of days. And so what 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 the guys you know so it's a combined effort, I suppose, between what the Stafford investment can do, the they link with with Reading, 
is yeah it just it's it's just another kind of it's it's another it's another box that's ticked so to to basically because we like whatever about being you know us beating Shamrock Rovers in the last day of the season in Premier League great but our ambition really is just to have the well my main ambition I just want to have the best academy that you can get yeah and you know that's it that's it that's a bold ambition but if you don't set it for yourself then you're never going to achieve it talk to me about the 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 league in an overall perspective so you've come relatively new into football it's not that you've been in it in an administrative capacity since you were in 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 short pants you feel that the league is we're on the eve of the 2024 season there has been growth over the last couple of years and there are ambitious plans from from a Dublin perspective, I get a real sense that this is just going in one direction and that's a good one. Is that the same feeling that you have on the inside of the game? 100%. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think there's, I, I like, to be honest with you, I, I hadn't seen an awful lot of League of Ireland football, you know, watching a bit on TV and everything else. And it's only when I got involved and I started really watching it a lot more. And I could follow football since 1976, uh, um, in my first memory. But the standard, I mean, it's, you know, I, I had a friend of mine over. He came over, actually, for the first Cove game before the playoffs. And he's he was really impressed with the standard of football. And I think that's attracting a lot of people as well. And, and, and look, like most things, I think, you know, people can look at the FAI and say, oh, well, we need money from the FAI. We need money from the like, bottom line here is, yes, we do need money from the FAI, but they need money from somewhere else, whether that's UEFA or government funding, because, I mean, they don't have a crystal ball and, you know, kind of endless pockets. So, yes, but like, I think, you know, there is an opportunity. I, I think football is being left behind in relation to funding, to be fair, compared to a lot of sports, considering the amount of people who are playing football compared to some of the other sports, I think it has it, it has been unfairly treated, I have to be honest. I mean, if I look at Wexford here, I think there's something in the region of 15,000 people playing football every weekend. It's, it's bigger than GA in, 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 in Wexford. It's it's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest county outside of Dublin for football. And we've no facilities, Rob. Like, you could look, the junior clubs, that they they literally just don't have facilities. They have a pitch and maybe they might have a porta cabin and that's it. Like it's like going back fifty years ago, and so and and I think if we're going to attract more kids into the game, you need to have your basics. We're not looking for you know automatic showers when you walk into a room and be fancy, but just we need just the basics, and and then we're struggling with that big time, and and hopefully the FA are successful in their plan with government to to, to get additional funding in because it is genuinely badly needed. And Wexford, you know, could be a good test bed for for that as well because. I know, you know, from a Wexford GAA point of view and the Camogie and the LGFA, they've they've all come together and they're building a new centre of excellence. You've got plans yourself to actually sort of move as well into the into the town centre on the on the southeast technical university or technological university campus yes. there as well. Is that is that a is that a long term plan or is that something where there's something happening every week? Yeah, something happening every week. Um, it's not 
some pie in the sky dream. I don't think. I mean, I suppose like one of one of the most impressive people I've met since I've got come into this job has been Tom Enright, who's the CEO of Oxford County Council. He, he, fortunately, he's he's going to be a big loss to the county. He's retiring at, at the end of February, but like like that that man is phenomenal. I mean, like the work we've got through in in, in the length of time, and I suppose his willingness, and I suppose. Um, so, like, just um, this wouldn't have happened without 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 Tom's support. I think the 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 whole football scene in Wexford it's it's probably I suppose it, because like a lot of counties it's disjointed. So you've you've your schoolboys, your schoolgirls, your women's league, your men's league, and your League of Ireland club. So I think we we are the first county to actually form a a, a unified entity, um, and which we have Wexford Football Alliance. So we basically have have representatives of each of the organisations. So we've come together to basically form one unit to help develop the infrastructure of County Wexford. And the Wexford project you talk about there is is one of them. And and I'll just come to that in a second, I suppose. The most imminent one is we've planning permission for a Centre of Excellence in Inniscorthy, which will have four pitches, hopefully two of them all weather and two grass pitches. That's the first step for for this new football alliance, and then the Wexford development is phenomenal. It's it basically parks us right in the centre of Wexford town. It's a stadium that will be state of the art because purpose built, modern stadium with a capacity of up to six thousand people. It just basically means you have people in Wexford town can walk to the match, come up, have some food, maybe have a beer, whatever. It's it's I think it 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 it'll be a game changer for the club. And it's 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 it it is genuinely week on week. This the the council are working very very strongly on the plans, and we we have we've employed a, a firm of architects who are developing the stadium plan as we speak with the with the with the support and help of the FAI. So yeah, it's it's very exciting. Yeah, many hands making good work. It takes a village to raise a child, and it takes a county to raise a sport. Providing Correct. the sport is working in unison and in harmony, and that certainly seems to be the case there. Before I let you go, do you have a, an ambition for this season? As I said, we're only a couple of weeks away now from the uh, from the from the opening fixtures. You know, the hopes will be high. Last year, you got very close that to carry on as you've mentioned. Nobody is looking at Wexford FC as being a soft touch now. Do you feel as though that can translate into a serious, you know, promotion push for this year? I honestly don't know. There's some really good teams in the league. I mean, you know, you look at genuinely. There's some really like you look. At, I mean, you've Cork, you've Cove. I'm only going to start naming because the one you don't mm. name could end up to be the one that you're fighting with. Like, there's so many good teams there. If I like success for me in the, on the football side is. A, the development on the academy, seeing that grow, and also the first team, you know, continuing to 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 compete strongly, and you know, and I think we will, to be fair. And but look, as I said to to, to like when James came on board, as in James Keddy, there was no pressure on James, uh, and there still is none. I mean, he, he he's a super guy. Came in, I've said, look, I'll sign long term contract. I'll show you I'm committed. I'm not here just to make a name for myself for a year and move on to a better job. That was absolutely not his plan, which he demonstrated. And, you know, so like, you know, if we if if once we're competing up at the top, I think mm. it's going to help us massively to keep the crowds coming into us. And uh, 
So it's yeah, it's going to be a really tough season. Like there's there's a lot of really good teams that are going to be challenging. We will yeah, hopefully we, we won't Corp won't have it all their own way, you know. Yeah, and if you can't be optimistic at the beginning of the season, sure, then what's the, what sort of a game are we in at all? And of Correct. course, the women's side will, as you say, be right up there competing for silverware as well. You don't want Athlone Town to be the only team from outside of Dublin that are, that are lifting lifting pots and, and, and trophies. It, it's been a real pleasure. I'm I'm absolutely confident that, the, that Wexford FC is in good hands and I'll be watching out for the purple and gold over the course of this year, hopefully making a trip down to Ferry Kerrig Park as well, just to sort of see a game or two. It's been a real pleasure. Tony Doyle, thanks very much. Likewise, Rob. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you in Wexford. Thanks to Tony for that insight. And once again to Sky, who are the supporters of all of our football coverage on Sport for Business. Wexford FC get the season underway with a trip to Athlone Town on the 16th of February and then a first home game one week later. Find out more about what we do day in, day out at sportforbusiness.com. You can subscribe to the Sport for Business podcast, which drops every Tuesday and Thursday across a wide range of sporting areas on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. There are now more than 50 interviews to listen back to, including with CEOs, athletes, inspiring individuals, and more. If you like it, please feel free to spread the word. And if you'd like to hear from a particular guest, please feel free as well to get in touch. Next week, we're heading to the United States with interviews in our sponsorship series with the global head of sponsorship from UBS and a special episode from Las Vegas at the heart of the madness that is the Super Bowl. Thank you for taking the time to listen in.